Hello, and welcome to the Grand Cinema Hotel, a podcast hosted by two friends who love cinema. I'm Gus, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alvaro. Tonight, you will be staying in room 146, Bodies, 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 the third film in English debut from director Helena Rain. So go ahead, get comfortable, and throw on that Do Not Disturb sign as we ride out the storm with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You're always gaslighting me. You fucking trigger me. You are so toxic. Relax, relax. You're silencing me. What is going on on my Zoomers? Thank you for checking back into the Grand Cinema Hotel. We are back for some more uh, Halloween spooky season fun. Uh, I'm joined by Alvaro. What's up, guys? Uh, We are here to talk about A24's slasher, comedy, horror, genre, blend, mix-up of a movie. Uh, Bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, Alvaro, you had mentioned this when we did our our summer movie review. Um, I know true. you had mentioned that you've seen it, you know, seems like way back then already, but still still playing in the theaters. It's uh, recently VOD. Uh, how did you feel the first time you saw this movie? So I have the date here. August 4th is when I watched <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, you know, this was uh, interestingly enough. I'd seen it one of the first places it came out. Um, it was really packed. This was a packed showing for me, like uh, every every seat was taken. This had theater. hype. For sure. Yeah, and um, so it was interesting to watch it with the crowd like that. Um, I would say it, it did seem like the crowd liked it a little more than I did. Yeah, it was it was suited. I I feel like for a certain interest. Um, I do think the trailer was a little derailing for this movie, and I feel like they did it on purpose. But um, I I guess I walked out feeling like I liked. I I could say I liked this movie, but very like slimly. And, and I guess because I have a lot of issues with some of the way it tries to satirize. Like, you know, I appreciate what it tries to do, but I think it could have been better executed. Yeah, definitely. So uh, very rarely do we discuss movies on the podcast that are like a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. We usually are pretty in on a movie, you know, like, no, this is this is good here. Let me tell you why. But I I personally had a lot of fun with this movie. I think I like it more than you do. Um, I also did feel like it was mismarketed, um, but you know, I also understand that they were trying to call this like a um, an original take on a slasher. But exactly. I don't agree with that. Um, I, the The comedy works for me really well in this. I do think this is like a really funny movie. Um, but yeah, the the horror and the tension, all of that kind of stuff. It fell completely flat for me, honestly. Yeah. I didn't think there was one scare or one um, one set piece that really got me. Like, oh, that that the movie was worth watching for that 15-minute stretch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as a comedy movie, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's where, in a way, obviously, in this podcast, we've talked a lot about A24 movies, and that's kind of where they hold my interest for me personally, is I think even... I could walk out appreciating that I watched that. You know, it still isn't something that I can compare to anything I've watched this year, or maybe even last year since we started the podcast. And we've always kind of talked about how we want more comedy horror movies that are good. And I think that one lives there. And I think I liked it more the second time that I watched it a little more. But I don't know. Um, I, I, I think I, I like that 
in a way it was mismarketed because I guess now you kind of really see that people like it for what it is. It kind of is the first time watch a surprise, you know, what you're getting into. You kind of expecting these things to come. And maybe that was the reason why I didn't like it as much. Maybe I was expecting something else, which I've found like on second watches, I kind of re readjust, you know, and then I end up kind of enjoying more of the comedy that I didn't like. I did this time more of the comedy. And then, and then I think uh, sometimes what happens too is at the moment I feel a certain way and then I don't really, I write about it, you know, sometimes on reviews, but I don't really talk about it. And then when it comes up again, I kind of remember or kind of want to like test my own validation of how I felt on the hot take, you know? Yeah. And sometimes exactly. it's like, I don't exactly feel as strongly as I did with the hot take after sitting it and kind of knowing what I'm going into and whether that's a good or bad thing, I guess that's to everybody's opinion. I feel like when you watch a movie alone too, you, it becomes an echo chamber of your own thoughts. So you don't have anyone to bounce off of be like, did that suck? Or am I just like in a bad mood? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. But I also do think that um, the second rewatch would definitely make the movie more appealing. And I think this is one. Okay. So I, I want to do full spoilers on this episode. That's cool. Um, because I think that there's not really much going on if you don't talk about the spoilers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's in theaters, VOD. It's been, what, almost uh, three months, I, I feel like, <laughs> in our fast-paced movie landscape nowadays, that that's enough time to, like, you... Anyway, so, so spoilers. Um, I feel like a big reveal that we see at the very end, it would make the movie ten times funnier if it was in the beginning. Like the so the the, the big reveal uh, yeah, is you I know agree. Pete Davidson is our first character to die, and um, it it it's the catalyst for the whole night. You know, like who it becomes. This is where it becomes a whodunit. But if you get that key piece of information that was withheld from the um, the characters and the audience. I feel like it would make it funnier because you'd be like, wow, these people are really morons. Yeah, because I, I see that's because interesting you are in point. On, you are in on it in the beginning. You're like, okay, well, I could see why she would kill him. Or I could see why, uh, like, Lee Pace, for instance. Yeah, would have Why beef. you'd be like, oh, he's older. He's a little, you know, is, is he creepy? Or he's is a vet. He, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just the... the um, these people are moronic. They're idiots. Like, <laughs> it's the I easiest way to put it. And I'm kind of petty, so I like to hate watch things. And it's not that I hate watch this movie, but, you know, a group of people that I find unsavory, seeing them get what's coming to them is is extremely satisfying to me. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. No, what I was going to say, sorry, is that um, it's interesting you say that because that was a really, like, something I had been thinking about, too, like, that if the audience had known, but the, still the characters were withheld that information, it would have really elevated this, like you said. Because it kind of reminds me of, um, what's that uh, comedy movie with, um, her last name's Weaver, the Ready or Not, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to bring it up. So like that, like when you talk about when like you're like, those, I don't, I, I detest these characters, but because something's bad's happening to them, like, that's why the movie's good, right? It, it, you know, other movies I thought of was like Knives Out. You know, you get the, you're like, good, I'm glad none of you assholes. <laughs> it's, it's one of those types of movies. Um, I, I, I saw that the director, Helena Rain, she had uh, the, the two, the movie mashup of how she sold this is like, I wanted to make Mean Girls meets Lord of the Flies. Mm. But I feel like she was heavy on the Mean Girls and less on the Lord of the Flies. And I know it's a whodunit trope to kind of hold back on the violence. The violence mostly takes place off screen. Facts. But when 
you're when you're trying to polish a turd i think violence is is needed to kind of you know you get that instinctual reaction from violence so like some of the reveals and like i was saying the horror and the 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 set pieces like the 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 building of tension i didn't feel any of it so if you had at least given me some more gore or uh some more you know not not action but you know just if i was clued in more to what was going on you didn't show me what i wanted to see you know like you held all the good stuff they that's what i feel like they just held all the good stuff off screen Interestingly enough, I don't want to get ahead of myself a little too much, but a movie we might talk about in the near future, I think, takes what you're talking about, and that's why it's better. Okay, I and wanted to bring this up. Are you talking about Barbarian? Yeah, Barbarian episode coming next week. And it's it's that, that they give you the part that you want that you're talking about. Like, okay, I'm getting all of this, but when it does get to the really, really violent stuff, it, it goes there past some yes. movies. And this and, movie uh, is the opposite. I don't want to start spoiling another movie, but <laughs> or getting ahead of ourselves too much. Yeah. And talking about the next episode already. But when in barbarian, when the second act starts and you know, characters show up, you're like, Oh, you're fucked. And yeah, you yeah. Have no clue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and then at the end of the day, the, that movie was funnier to me than this movie. Oh, it's was. a much more successful blend of horror comedy. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but I, I couldn't help but compare them. And obviously we're going to talk about them, but I, I, I did find it interesting that I could compare them in that way. Cause I, I didn't really think about that up until we were talking about this episode and thinking about how they contrast each other in that way. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was just looking through my notes, seeing if I had anything else I wanted to really bring up. Um, uh, other first reaction stuff is like, I don't usually do this, but I honestly just thought that I found the film to be like very ugly. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't think it was, shot well i didn't really like the cinematography um i understand the uh the what they are doing but so it's not like it's a um i don't give it a mark for like this is just bad i just don't agree with the style choice yeah i still think there's a better way to light this movie than just using iphone lighting but i i I, but i get that that is the that that is the movie you know i'm not gonna hate on it for that but stylistically i just don't mesh with the with how the movie looked really yeah it's agreeable um, i feel like the film's cheapness kind of oozes from the lens and every shot of a coked out tiktok e-girl ready to lose her shit at a moment's notice just I, I just feel all the ugliness coming out of the movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's a, it's it's a movie about these rich young twenty somethings, but it's all so ugly. <laughs> I mean, the ugly weather, the ugly people inside and out. You know, it's making fun of it so hard. Like in Mean Girls, it's, it's starting to become the plastic. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. and and I agree with you in that because it it just that's where I think it goes too heavy handed at one point to, for me, and it's it's funny. You know, I'm not part of that generation. It is funny. It has a lot of moments in there. We talked about it off pod. Like, they were really funny. But I think... There's a lot of, like, subtle jokes that I was like, that's just... It's hilarious. Or I I think something we... Another point that I wanted to touch upon is everybody kind of knows a a person like like one of the characters in this, you know? And so it just, like you said, you end up being like... That would happen to that person that I also know. You're either... You're either... you have either been in one of these friend groups or avoided them at all costs. Or maybe you are that person. Yeah, but. or maybe you're listening to us right now. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool too. You know, no hate there. But I, I do find that interesting about the movie. And like, those are the things that I like, that, that I can relate to it a lot. 
And I like what it did attempt. I do think it's ambitious. Yeah, I mean, it's it overall. It's a cool movie, and I do recommend it. Like, I think it's worth the watch. Yeah, but if I feel like if uh, much like something like Don't Look Up, <laughs> uh, when the satire doesn't work for you, it's gonna just ruin the entire movie. You know? Yeah. So satire is a is a fine line to to walk, really. It, you, you never know because comedy is even more subjective than, you know, they say art is subjective, but comedy really, really is. Um, I didn't really know much about the director, honestly, before this. So I just did some small research. Uh, like we said, Helena Rain, um, third movie, English debut. I saw that she was like a classically trained actor for many years. Um, and her directorial debut was in 2019. So she's had three movies. She's churning them out pretty fast. That's, yeah. She's seems working like at a it, fast right? rate. So that's. That's cool. I always like when a, a director who at least makes one thing that I'm aware of, like, okay, cool. Like, I can get I can get more of this, you know? Like, I had always wished that the Safties had something like a year after Uncut Gems. Like, we're still waiting for that next movie, you know? And sometimes I, I need a hit, man. I need a hit. Yeah. Yeah, so I would definitely watch another one of her movies. Like, That's I don't think that, um, although I find the movie to be quite clunky, I don't know if it's necessarily all her fault. Yeah, I think... I don't know if you've looked into this, but I think there's like a couple of writers in the movie. And two, as well. three, the story's been reworked. Like, yeah. Helena Rain herself said that the screenwriter that they went with, that the, um, I believe her name is Kristen Rupinian, that she had, it was a spec script. So she created the story. Um, it was based on mostly the, like, more on the game aspect of, of the movie. Okay. But that um, Helena Rain just kind of had that that different vision of like, well, I'm, I'm not as interested in the game as I am the the Mean Girls, Lord of the Flies angle. Um, so I do think, yeah, like you're saying, just so many hands being in the in the cookie jar when the story's trying to come together. That's never good. No, it's I don't very think so. rare when you're like, yo, this had five writers or six writers and it ended up being great. And I think this is the a, a pretty good um, product based off of that. Yeah, yeah. I it could have been like way worse. It, it could definitely be way worse. That's what I was going to say. But, um, yeah, the, having the multiple hands, I feel like maybe that's why, you know, maybe in that first, this is all speculation, of course. It's not like I know this. But maybe that first spec script was more horror-driven. And then this vision that the director had kind of, no, let's lean more towards the comedy aspect of it, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I just seen some of the, the quotes that she said recently in interviews and like some of the stuff she's, she's cited as inspiration for this. And it's like, good Lord, calm, calm down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like is a scream screams. in No, the, no, no. Like I, some of the influences I saw, she did an interview with vice recently. It's like, uh, okay, Heather's that makes sense. I don't know if you know about that movie. It's a Winona Ryder, you know, clicky teen girl movie from the eighties. It's a, it's a comedy horror movie. Um, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, the piano teacher, cries and whispers in the filmography of oh John Cassavetes? I don't know if you misconstrued this question as what movies do you like and not what movies influence this one because I don't see I don't see that at all. John Cassavetes. <laughs> yeah. I mean You know John Cassavetes, how he made movies about TikTok girls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I agree with your point of view there i think she's just talking about who the movies that she really likes which yeah. is cool this is cool too you know but i just what did this take place in the criterion closet and she was picking dvds and like oh i like this uh, movie. yeah i like this movie <laughs> she's like blindfold picking movies. another this one that i just thought was like an olympic level take honestly was <laughs> she has a background in you know classical stage acting and so did the screenwriter uh 
Actually, you know what? The screenwriter, uh, the story was by Kristen Rupinian, but the actual screenwriting credit went to um, Sarah DeLapp, right? So Sarah DeLapp also has like a classic background in theater acting. And in their heads, they're seeing this as like, oh, this is kind of like a take on, on Chekhov. Like the same way, like oh, drive my, my car no, is a take no on way. Chekhov. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Okay. Like, so the there is a certain level of like, pretension going in or i don't even know if that's a word of pretentiousness going into this movie and i think that also might be why it has an uneven tone because it's like do you realize what you're making you're making something more in the vein of spring breakers than you are Chekhov. yeah so yeah i i just feel like you know i i love the confidence like i'm gonna shoot my shot i'm gonna shoot from 40 feet but you check, might have airballed that one. Check off, right <laughs> like drive my car comparing the body's body's body like oh man <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I like that just because I do think that's where the tones just don't mesh really well. It explains a lot, you know, because there is there is a direction here that would have worked so much better. And maybe it is as simple as the style, but yeah, it's it's there's just segments in this movie where I'm like, I, I don't I don't need to be paying attention or whatever. <laughs> I mean, for me, it really is like I was fueled by the the hate I had for these people. I'm like, they're so annoying. They're like my least favorite people. You know what I mean? Like rich 20 somethings living off their parents' money, partying in a mansion. Like it's a hurricane, but we're having the time of our lives. Like just the worst people, you know? Right. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, Oh, this is so, this is so satisfying. And like, I know we said spoilers. So to see that, like most of these people die from their own drug fueled stupidity was just hilarious. You know, I'm not trying to be, um, I'm not trying to be like uh, uh, like uh, offensive to drug addicts. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say, but it was just really funny for me to watch. So that's why I enjoyed it. So well, much. yeah, I get it in the context of this movie and the people that they are, you know, and what kind of they really stand for and how they really carry themselves as people and just in the terms of how comedic it is to see anybody's downfall in a movie like this. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like any, it's not tragic in any way. It's all no. played for comedy and, um, they're all they're they're literally just all annoying you know what i mean like we'll get into them in a little bit because i do think although i'm saying they're so annoying and they're the worst people this cast to me um while it's some unknowns and some some really known people and then a mix of you know there's a good mix here of all three levels yeah i agree that i i love the cast and i think they all brought really great things to the movie yeah they all they all are different people no one is like a copy of anybody else but they're just they're just the worst, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's the same way you watch a fucking TikTok and you're like, I, I hate this so much, but I can't stop looking at it. The only one I did really like is Lee Pace. Oh yeah, Daddy is fucking this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can think. Is Talking, he's Goo Goo Gaga. Daddy is fucking. Yeah, this movie. Like, did, what did he say? I wasn't even paying attention. I, yeah, no, I get it. He's but he's that's the only character. The destroyer, bro. Like, <laughs> he's the only character. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he's the only character here that's just chill as fuck, huh? Yeah, I mean, we uh, let me do the synopsis really quick. I know we've been kind of dancing around, and then I, let's get into the cast. Sounds good. Um, so, synopsis. A group of young rich friends take shelter at a friend's house to ride out a hurricane and party the night away. When a party game goes from extremely awkward to a body on the ground, the chaos ensues as this group of fake friends tries to uncover the killer among them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie kind of is just a really fucked up version of among us lol bozos yep yeah um so we can get into the cast because i think 
this is where we can really talk about. We from here we can kind of start free flowing, but I do want to bring up the cast members. So the standout is obviously Rachel Senate, right? Yeah, agreed. I mean, she's not the main character or anything, but I thought she had all of the best jokes. I thought her character was the funniest. Um, I just absolutely loved her ability to just instigate and then make the situation about herself somehow. In in a way, would you say that who is the main character in this movie? Oh, is I would say it's uh, well, Sophie. It's Sophie and B, but it really like for us the audience we're supposed to be B. Exactly. She's played by Maria Bakalova. You probably know her from Bora. <laughs> her encounter with Rudy Giuliani yeah. in the Borat movie. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> if we could put clips in here, that'd be an interesting clip to have but added. I, to the- I would say that B is supposed to be us, the audience. You know, Agreed, yeah. uh, looking in on these this group. You know, like uh, my wife always says that like I never want to uh, like join a fully formed friend group and be the only person that nobody knows. You know what I mean? Like. She, because she was telling me when we were watching this, she's like, this is why. Like, because this is what happened to me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what these people are into. But uh, I would say, yeah, B. And then Sophie is her, like, uh, <laughs> talking about it in a hero's journey sense. She is the Obi-Wan. She's <laughs> yeah. the world, you know? The call to action. <laughs> yeah. At the end, they conquer both worlds. <laughs> and return to normal. Oh, yep. <laughs> Hero's journey, I like that. Yeah, that's definitely. the Uncle Vanya in here. <laughs> yes, that's the checkoff. Yeah, right? I had to think about it. I had to think about it. Oh, I see now. I get it. But yeah, I thought Rachel Senate was the best character. I mean, uh, I've never felt so seen. She was a podcast host. Yep. You know? Shiva yeah, Shiva Baby, right? She often talked about. Yeah, sh- that's an amazing movie. I love that movie. And I also have one of her favorite little. I guess you would call it uh, just little clips on the internet oh, from being yeah. in L.A. Yeah, it's L.A. Yeah, everybody has a coke. You don't have one? You don't get have one. A, no, she says. Um, coke addiction? No, no, no. She's like, you don't have an eating disorder? Get one, one bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we're butchering this, but we definitely have to add that into our, our post. Yeah. I, I definitely want to have that there because that's, that's one of my favorite internet clips ever. It's so mm. relevant to anybody who has spent any sort of time in L.A. Did you know she's been uh, internet canceled? I did not know. Why? Because they just... Faked you, apparently. Oh, she's got the Pacino thing going on? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Apparently that's okay. They, those two groups have decided that they can co-mingle okay. and play each other. In as long like as it's funny, which she is, and the best character in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I know she, she kind of became like an internet it girl after um, Shiva Baby. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say she's like the same level of of uh how excited the internet was about julia fox but you know i think you know people were getting a little horny on the main like and rachel said <laughs> a little too much and then people were like she's not even good bro yeah <laughs> yeah Which, I, mean, I don't agree i'm not gonna get into the get into all of that but i mean i i, I enjoy her work so, yeah me and too. i think she's hilarious I, I like her a lot can't wait to see her in more stuff um i know in the like in the the media push for this movie that her name's Amanda Stenberg. I didn't recognize her because I'd never seen the uh, the one movie that she's really known for. Do you remember that movie, The Hate You Give? No. You know, it's about a movie. Um, it's a black girl. She goes to an all-white school. You know, racism ensues. You know, police brutality. And it was called The Hate You Give, like how Tupac made that for uh, the word thug. You know, it means the hate you give. Do you not? Do you not? Is this? Is this like a? A cinema blind spot. Do you even know what I'm talking about? I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking at it, and I have no recollection of this <laughs> movie ever coming her, out. That was her like big breakout, and this was a pretty popular movie, I would say, when it came out. But 
it's kind of one of those things where you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I felt like she was really pushed as the, um, the, the breakout star of this. Like, oh, this is her turn. And I could see it. You know, I could see her definitely being cast in the next season of Euphoria or the Seriously. the the show with um with the weekend the weekend the, yeah the twisted yeah. mind of Sam Levinson. <laughs> 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 so I could definitely see her uh, being a new indie it girl, being in a couple more A twenty four movies. But I don't really think of her as the um as the like protagonist. Nobody she, in this is a protagonist. They're all they all suck. Yeah, they know me a goth. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we have good old Pete Davidson. You know, you can't have a movie without Pete Davidson these days. Let me put on my Kanye face on Skeet, huh? Skeet, yeah, man. I mean, he basically plays himself in this movie. You know, cash grab, easy, the, yeah. show up, <laughs> get the fuck, and just act how people already perceive me. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was a little too meta. The like. I fuck, and that's the look I I want to put out there. You know, yeah. and it's like, bro, you're saying next to Daddy Lee Pace, like, just, no. Could there be a more um, visual symbol for like the alpha and the beta? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, like the the I like that his statement was like, let me just get my tattoos covered up, so it's not really me, right? It's just I'm uncovering some of them up, also not uh, I all did of them. Notice that, and I just thought it's because they're like the worst fucking tattoos I've ever seen, but. I mean, yeah. prob- probably. Right I there think with the Ben Affleck Phoenix. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> J-Lo sees that every day. Uh, but, I mean, the one relevant piece of information, well, two relevant pieces of information is this is his parents' mansion. And um, he really is the catalyst for the entire plot. I mean, we've already said spoilers. Uh, this idiot has an A Thousand Ways to Die-Ass Death. Yeah. He's trying to film a TikTok of him doing that like champagne sword trick that Lee Pace did so easily. <laughs> yeah, that Lee Pace did it. See one exactly shot. the Chad, the Chad, the Lee Giga Pace. Chad. <laughs> exactly. He literally looks like the Giga Chad meme too. <laughs> the Virgin Pete Davidson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his ten inch beam. <laughs> and you know he don't smash. Apparently, that's oh, what they say man. in this movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. More of that. There you go. Rachel sent it stirring the pot, right? Um, but yeah, he um. He's the big, he's the big, like, I wouldn't even say like the MacGuffin, you know, but that key piece of information that he, that is held until the end really just, that's what makes it so funny to me. Is that, I think like, that's why it works. Just fucking seen this. That angle works for me in this movie. And I think that's why I like it yeah, or like he, recommend it. He's dating. Um, her name's Emma played by Chase, uh, sweet wonders. I'm probably getting that wrong. Uh, but in the movie she plays an actor, which is kind of funny, uh, because they keep going on about how like she was in this play. And, like, she's so good. And then, like, halfway through the movie, they're like, she was okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just that, that I, I love the frenemy stuff going on throughout the entire thing. Um, you know, we are, uh, one thing that we kind of get in this movie, and it's like a lingering shadow over the movie, is that uh, Pete Davidson has a brother named Max, who um, the night before our movie starts, he socks Pete Davidson in the eye and he um, confesses his love for Emma, his current girlfriend, yeah. right? So that shadow's kind of lingering over the entire movie. Like, is Max our unseen um, antagonist, you know? But in a better movie, yeah, probably. See the man be. in the <laughs> see the man in the black gloves, right? Yeah, pulling exactly. pulling bodies through the exactly the but window. Going back to the unevenness of the movie and like the writing, although I think the comedy is funny, the actual just execution of the story and everything, I feel like that was kind of just a wasted opportunity. It was right. really just there for a joke. Yeah. It's a setup for a joke that you get for two seconds at the end, really. 
I mean, the, the the thing that made it worth it for me was that he was played by uh, Connor O'Malley, which if you've ever seen any of Tim Robinson's work, like I think you should leave or um, the Detroiters and stuff like that. Which if you haven't noticed he's got by some now. of the funniest yeah. skits in that one. The one, the, the honk if you're horny sticker. Yeah. And, That's and my personal one. favorite one is he's the guy uh, who has the dog. And when he's doing the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, you know, this man. isn't, an, and I think you should leave pod, even though. It probably should be, should be. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that was my big like oh this is worth it leo pointing at the screen, yeah you know? exactly no <laughs> i do i recognize him from something and that's one of my favorite skits the honk if you're horny one <laughs> i'm so horny my back just because it ends up turning into saturday <laughs> no friday night, a friday, friday night, which is, is friday night right now. yeah exactly which is good luck right but yeah, I, I I think I agree with your sentiment here that the cast is something I enjoy about this film. They do work each other off each other really well, and I do think it comes off as a group of friends that would be like a Gen Z group of friends, at least how you would uh, think of it to be stereotypical. Exactly. Older, like our younger millennials, I guess, like us who are closer to thirty, we see these young college kids who you know they might live next door. And throw parties, and you're like, they're so fucking annoying. I can't yeah. stand them. But that's just me becoming a boomer. You and know? these are the people that they are. <laughs> but um, what was it? this movie does have heavy, like, just TikTok energy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to bring this up earlier. Oh, well, let me do this. There's one last person who I wanted to bring up. It's uh, Mahala Harold. She's Jordan. I would say she's definitely the the leader of the friend group, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, leader. the leader of the friend group discourse. Uh, she's cold. She's calculating. She's accusatory. She's trying to handle the situation. And um, in the movie it, or well, in the um, context of the movie, she's the only one who realizes that like word we just walked into a horror film like this has become a horror film and everybody else is either too drugged out or screaming their head off to even kind of let, like let's take a second and try to actually get the fuck out of here so but also she does seem the most like oh she's probably the killer right yeah that's at the same time what i thought yeah because she seems they all seem to really have beef with her the same way they have with um i mean b right that's the name of her. No, Sophie. Sophie. Sophie is sorry. The, the the friend who yeah. you know she's she's a drug addict. She's been away from the group. She crashed this party. She wasn't even really invited. Yeah, yeah. So I think they have a lot of that hate relationship towards her too, and it's because she just seems mean. Well, there's none of none of the the thing is that I was thinking about it. I was thinking over it. None of them really. Um, there's not one of them that the whole group decides like, yeah, th dude, she's a sweetheart. She's an angel. Yeah. She's perfect. They she's the best issues. of us. Yeah. You know, No, they all fucking hate each other in one way or another. I mean, honestly, Lee Pace, uh, he plays Greg. <laughs> we already kind of talked about him. Before. You know, he's a 40-something veterinarian. He met Alice on Tinder like two days ago in the movie. <laughs> um, you don't really know how to gauge him at first. You know, like. Is it creepy because of the age gap? Dis, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing, or is it just like look at the old dork who's going along with our TikTok dance? He doesn't even know what it is, but he's like, "Hey, I'm down to have fun." Yeah, exactly. You know, like how parents end up. How many of the funniest things on TikTok are parents who have no clue what TikTok even yep. is? You know, and that's kind of the energy he was giving me. Um, outside of the questions we have with him, like the the mysterious angle. I would say he's probably the most likable character, right? Yeah, I agree. And I would I would have to say it's because he is the um, you know, the stand-in for an, an older generation. So, you know, he's a lot more comfortable in his skin. 
He, like we said, he's the alpha. Pete Davidson is the beta. Like, Pete Davidson, hella cringe. You're scaring the hoes. Yeah, you know what seriously. I mean? Like, Lee Pace is like, I'm pretty sure all these girls are enjoying the fact that he's here. <laughs> he's literally I mean? biting his girlfriend. Yeah. Skeet. No, nah, man. No. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm no longer a Kanye West fan, but I am not a Skeet fan either. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm, I'm Switzerland <laughs> in this fight. You yeah, know exactly. <laughs> You guys can beef this out somewhere else. I have no interest so, in this. So, although I don't think it's the strongest cast ever to be in an indie film, like, I don't think, like, oh, man, every single person in this is going to go on to um, lead their own Marvel franchise one day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I do think it's a mixed bag. But overall, I think as a team, this is, a, um, I, do, I do enjoy Really it. strong. Yeah, I enjoy the cast. I think it's the best part of the movie. I, mean, I think... Uh, the dynamic here isn't as well thought out as it is with the characters. Um, this could fall really easily. And a lot of weaker actors probably wouldn't have been able to pull off just how real this kind of felt. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't want to say that uh, Rachel Senate is, like, the most uh, well-known or, like, veteran actor of the group. But that video we're referring to, referring to of her doing, like, the impression of an L.A. girl. They're all kind of following suit, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's that, that feels like the only consistent tone throughout the whole movie. But overall, <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was I didn't think I was enjoying it as I was watching it until I got to the end and I was like, "No, that was that was fun." The fun movie is a pretty good way to describe this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to be our longest episode ever. Honestly, I could see this being one of our shortest, but I I overall had a really good time, honestly. Yeah, I think there is How uh, are you feeling now? Now that we've talked about it a little bit, now that you've you've seen it twice. Did you think you would see this movie twice? No, I didn't think I would see this movie twice. Not in the same year at least, you know? I I guess some of it does come from a lot of times this happened to us in prior episodes before where we were really excited for things and i'd been really excited for this movie and i guess i thought it's because what i got from pearl actually was what i guess i thought before is what i would get from this movie and i didn't really have any expectations to be honest i saw it and i know um you know when we would go to the movies and stuff we'd see the trailer and be like okay cool that'll probably be an episode you know yeah we pretty routinely check into a 24 distributed movies you know yeah that stamp, that A24 stamps. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations, honestly. I mean, it didn't look like it was going to be really good from the trailer. And I don't know, no disrespect to any of the people involved with making this movie, but I don't know if anybody set out to make the, I'm going to make the definitive whodunit. You know, I just feel yeah. like this is like a, it's like when an artist is like, I'm not going to, I just uh, I'm gonna do an experimental jazz album just because you know I f this would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, yeah it do, it does really feel like sorry, it does really feel like um the director just got one to you said this is her first film in America. Uh, her first English film, yeah, or well, first I'm English film, America, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it it does feel like a lot of. Um, they were just kind of given directions on what kind of people or what kind of tones they should act like. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of these girls are probably friends with people that are like this and they ended up mimicking them for the roles in here. And that's really what it feels like. I wonder what, like how much heavy handedness was in the direction, you know, and in terms of keeping 
them locked into the story like these are the dynamics that have to happen story-wise i feel like a lot of it was more about being funny like you said so since we've you know we've unlocked the uh the spoiler the spoilers on this one did you have a what was your like overall favorite moment because i i know mine but i'd like to hear yours i don't think they're going to be the same either think my it's 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 interesting because i guess in terms of just the story would be one but the the moment that stands out to me more is the comedic part and i guess it's when they're in the kitchen um talking to each other and having that discussion in between each other and like the instigation between yeah like rachel's uh senate's character and just kind of um when they're talking about her being in her her parents being uh teachers at the university oh, okay yeah and then her, upper middle class and then all the way up to like the podcast thing and then just the fact that they're really shitting on each other for like i don't know probably like 10 minutes and then i, I just really like because i think that's like a really strong part of the film like you're talking about the cast is really like going well off of each other and i think that really shows a lot of the the power players in this movie are I all going for I'm each saying. other yeah. You know, like, I'm like, oh, this does feel like real life when a friend group is just, like, tearing apart at the seams. And you're like, oh, shit. Or, like, it felt like um maybe you go to a high school party and, um may, uh, like, a pre-established couple from school. And then, you know, like, one of them cheats at the party. And you've, you've watched the whole thing go down. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. by the end of the night. Like, this is, you know, something you've probably seen. Like, <laughs> you know, we ran into each other a couple times at high school parties before. And I know that you've. You and I have probably seen some wild shit that was like, damn, that's going to have a rippling effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? like, I didn't say it that way as a kid, but now as an adult, like I'm like, damn, that one choice probably affected that person for a, a, a long time. <laughs> I think that's why this this movie, I think that's why we like seeking out new movies. These directors are more our age or more experienced to the life that we had, right? And I do think that, again, kind of like the movie we talked about Poltergeist, last time maybe that's the common factor with a lot of these is very relatable there's a lot of people that i met where we grew up who were pretty well off or their parents were pretty well off and they had houses like this but they were assholes <laughs> you know and a lot of their friend group was assholes too and you could see a lot of these characters and reflected. i did hate go to their parties yeah <laughs> and i did hate go to because their parties were still cool because their yeah. houses were big but i went to go you know try to hit on chicks or whatever but it was it, in, in high school it had a lot of that energy there. I which, went to go smoke weed in your backyard, even though you said we're not allowed to. Yeah, like, exactly. What are you gonna do about <laughs> what are you it? Gonna, you gonna stop me? Yeah, <laughs> I brought the. He's like, I brought the twenty four pack of Bush Light, right? <laughs> you can't kick me out now. You can't stop me from drinking this four loco with my four friends. So it, it yeah. <laughs> so it it did. I did feel that way watching it. It reminded me a lot of quote unquote my youth. You know. Yeah. No. And you know, it's kind of funny that you say that you know, people closer to our age, because I would say she, I don't want to say a middle-aged woman, but I believe she's in her either late thirties or forties. So she is older than us, but this is one of those movies. And I think what, what the, like kind of going off the point you just brought up, we are starting to get, to get to a point now where some films feel like they were made by someone my age or even younger. And with bodies, 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 I felt like it was the first time. Like, if you told me someone who was 25 years old directed this movie, I would believe you. Yeah. Like, it does have that youthful energy. And, the, you know, the older you get, fucking young people are annoying. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not even 30 yet, and I find people who are 20, 21 to be pretty fucking annoying. Interestingly enough, something we don't bring up too much on this podcast is I, I wonder how this film will age. Hmm. It's hard to say because films hardly do age. You have to have a 
Alzheimer. pretty big footprint nowadays. Yeah, especially nowadays because there's so many stuff, so, so much stuff coming out. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about satire and like don't look up right, and everything always kind of gets compared to um, Doctor Strange Love. And like that's I was like, gonna do it and I didn't, but but not, yeah, it is anyway. I'm not di- I'm not directly <laughs> comparing these two movies. That's why I wanted to bring one in the middle, you know. But I just mean that satires that are all timers, not too many. No, like the two I always think of are Network and um, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, and I think because there's so much more about bigger themes, you know, they're making fun of like. Systems. They're making fun of the end of the world. Yeah, like how news is perceived by people. How people are dumb, you know. And then this one, it's like a set generation is so misdirected. Phone and TikToks, aren't they dumb? Yeah, yeah, but that's it. That's all you have to say. Yeah. So that's like yeah. (laughs) It's like a half baked judgment. You know what I mean? Like, so you've never thought about it any deeper than like you know why are they addicted to their phones? Why do people? Why do so many people have fake friends or none at all? Like I was telling you yesterday that I seen a study that most um, people our age or younger only have one friend or or no friends. Yeah, and it's like one in ten men and one in seven women. And this movie kind of you know they have a friend group, but none of these people are actually friends. They don't like each other. That's no. for sure. Yeah, it's it's like a status thing. You know, like Rachel Senate brings it up at one point when um, so Alice and Jordan are arguing, right? Um, Jordan is the like we said the cold calculating one. They make the joke that it's like fucking the spreadsheet, right? Yeah, that's and, insane. That's uh, funny. <laughs> that's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> but uh, Alice, you know, she's a podcaster, but you know, she's one of those people who she thinks she's doing something important. It's, it's not really to her friends, you know. They kind of just see it as like that's your dumb little hobby or whatever. She's just Ooh, like full scene right there. She's just know? like me for real. Yeah, she's just like me for real. Mm-hmm. But when they start kind of going at it and. Jordan's like, I only hang out with you because nobody likes you and I feel bad for you. And then it's like, yeah, well, same fucking thing on this side. You know what I mean? Nobody likes you. And the only reason I hang out with you is because I've known you for so long. And the pressure of your friendship is like holding me down, you know? And that's, I think, why it feels relevant. But I don't think they go into that deep enough, you know? Yeah. There's these. I think the problem with the pacing sometimes is that because it's kind of short. It jumps around too much and it doesn't sit on the moments that are really like, ooh, man, I could feel the I could yeah. feel the tensity building in this. But Which is like that's why I mean I only do like the one scene where they kind of hash that out. You I think know? it's two because there's a kitchen scene that you're talking about where she's like she's holding a knife, she's pointing a knife at me, you know, I, and they're pointing it out, and then later on is when like we said spoilers when she has the gun. That's yeah. when they really start going. Or fuck, it's even three moments. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was going to say the other moment that's kind of like that that is worth bringing up, I think, is when they start playing the game Bodies, 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 which is obviously just kind of like a tag game, obviously. Like, uh, well, other versions of it are Mafia or Werewolf. Which yeah. Lee Pace actually finally I like brings that. up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I get it. We're playing Werewolf. I'm the Werewolf. Yeah, I, the reason that's in there is because when they asked Helena Rain if she had ever played this game, she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, there was this game, but we called it Werewolf. So. Oh, okay. That that makes a lot of sense. But when that's when they kind of judge the character for I, I'm I'm forgetting her name, but for having a fake cry. Oh, and Emma, because she's an actor. And then, like, look, there it is, right and there. Then, like, kind of like you said, they kind of set it up where Pete Davidson might, or she might have killed Pete Davidson because he just says the most fucked up stuff about his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, that's what I when I said in the synopsis that it goes from extremely awkward to a body on the floor. Like that right there is one of the better scenes in the movie. Yeah. You're just like, whew, I've been there. 
you know, you go to someone's house to hang out and two people you don't know start arguing and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Before <laughs> yeah. <go back." laughs> and then master instigator, you know, we have yeah. our, I know. Rachel said that. She's like, you do do that. You yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, she uh, did tell me that. We were talking. You're about lying. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. She's that why you guys don't have sex anymore. <laughs> she she been talking about me behind my back. Yeah, she was. <laughs> like, dang. I mean, I respect it. That's the funny. Yeah. Uh, funny. I respect it because, like, like you said, when we would go to like uh, maybe a party or something of someone we didn't really care for or we didn't even know them really, you would see that stuff go down in front of you. You know, you might be hanging out in someone's kitchen having a drink, and you see two strangers arguing. And you're like, this is crazy. Like, why do people? I'm, I'm actually glad I'm witnessing this. Exactly. Like, why do people like watching videos of car wrecks? <laughs> that, yeah, that, this movie is an e-girl car wreck. Yeah, this is a TikTok girl's worst nightmare. Yeah, with her friends that she met on, you know, on TikTok, they all rented out an Airbnb. That's for next week, man. Airbnb. Yeah, you know, talk yeah is next you're week. right. You're right. But uh, I never got to. I, you know, I, I didn't say my favorite moment actually, but it's it's kind of obvious. It's when um, B kills Greg. You know, with the um, that is good. That's the one part where it takes with the it kettlebell. There. Yeah, that was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're getting more of this. One scene. Nah, yeah, nope, nope. Maybe in a longer movie or a better, uh, a movie with that was more into the horror side of it or like the thriller side of it. But that's not this movie. No, it's and not. I've come to grips with the fact that I enjoyed this movie, even though it's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm pretty glad I watched it, honestly. So. I mean, for me, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty tapped out. I, I don't know how much more I really have to say because this isn't a movie that I really thought about too much. I it didn't keep me up at night. Like, what did bodies, bodies, bodies mean? Yeah, you know? seriously. I just, had, I just had a lot of fun. Another thing, I guess we don't really bring up in here that I liked a lot about this poster or like about this movie is a lot of its posters. Oh yeah, I, I the marketing works. They're aesthetically pleasing. I did really like. I guess they they are very slasher Ooh, driven. Neon. Yeah, they are like very neon. slasher driven driven and. But and again, they, they kind of use that to their advantage in terms of making it look like a slasher, even in the trailer. But I do think that podcast was kind of built on championing films like this and kind of just giving them a notice. And not that this movie really needs any more attention necessarily, but I do think that there's certain movies that I like watching and necessarily love. And this is one of them that I think in a future if there's somebody that I meet that really likes this movie, be like, yeah, I can see, you know, it's agreeable. Why I could see, it's just not, it's not for me. Huh? Yeah, not my cup of tea, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall, solid. Recommend. I, I don't mind. I don't feel bad about having the bodies, bodies, bodies crew as guests in our hotel. Yeah. They might yeah, be a exactly. cringe. Some of them are not going to grow out of it because they're dead. <laughs> be like, but, you yeah. know, maybe they'll live, they'll learn, and they'll grow up to be uh uh, functioning members of society, you know, be <laughs> they're next to poltergeist, you know, that'd be interesting. No, 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 yeah, should have got them. You took the wrong family, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, I definitely recommend this. I mean, hey, shoot, for four bucks on Amazon Prime or uh, iTunes or whatever, I, I held out, I wasn't paying $20 to watch this fucking movie at home. That's another reason we're doing this now versus um. When it was in the theater, you know. Yeah, no, I, I get about that. to waste my free A list reserve on this. Yeah, like but. nah, <laughs> no way. Yeah, no, okay. I get that. And um, yeah, interestingly enough, I didn't think we'd end up talking about this movie, but I'm glad that we did. Yeah, me too. It's it it kind of it, although it's a shorter podcast, I do think it um 
it just adds a different angle to not constantly be sitting here and just like, this is so good. This is so good. You know? Yeah. It's not that we wanted to ever really hate on movies. And I don't think that's something we're really going to, you know, dive into too much. Yeah. But, you know, maybe some more mixed bags need to, not every guest is prestigious, you know? Yeah. I don't think, uh, them dirty little scumbags exactly. like, who have money. <laughs> I, I still think though, had we not liked it enough as another horror movie I watched this month, yeah. you know, we, I, I, we just wouldn't talk about it at all. If it's too much more than hate, I don't think we really hated on this movie. I just objectively don't think it's for me. And I think it could have done better if it had a better story and a better direction, I think so. Yeah. I mean, and I'm biased for the whodunit, you know? Me too. Yeah, it's, it's all, oh, I'm good. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, mustard with the candlestick the thing, holder huh? in the kitchen. Sure, yeah, sure, but, I'm down. Let's find out. <laughs> exactly, every single time. I'm down for some. Uh, when when are they going to do the crossover between the bodies, 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 girls and Hercule Poirot? You like to my face. And uh, you know, on that note, like, subscribe, comment. You know, press all the buttons. I forgot to tell you guys in the beginning. So if you made it this far, why not subscribe? You know. <laughs> so you should definitely watch body, body, body. and then you know definitely go go check it out <laughs> go check it out oh man you wanted you want another one on that, that did. <laughs> did you shut down no i just wanted to leave a blank spot because i hope in post i could try to put a uh, meme in there oh, okay but well, i was like i wanted to i want to get your reaction i wanted to get your reaction bye bye bye, bye. <laughs>